What the? Mike, did you pick this? What? Hey, welcome to the Wise Guys Podcast. I'm Dr. Michael Terrian. And I'm Scott Lieb. We're two friends who are following Jesus into the joys and challenges of everyday life. All right, Scooter. It's your turn. You're up. What's your topic this week? Well, one thing that I have been thinking about is um, how, let me let me try to explain this as best I can. So, and th- this is really prompted by a movie I saw, but we won't talk about that for now, but we'll bring it in. Um, there is a, I've noticed a tendency in myself, and I'm, I'm sure for other people, that when you do the right things, okay, so as a, as a believer in, in Christ, um, m- you know, you, you know the, the quote-unquote right things to do. And so there's a good chance that you, you're striving in your life. You're trying to do, these, to do all the things that you think are good. And um, I think there's a tendency, uh, again, in myself, to, to sometimes fall into this thing where whenever I do these things, I have an expected outcome, you know, I, and I, I guess what I mean by that is the expected outcome is that God is going to radically bless this thing because I've spent time praying about it, discerning it, you know, m- not moving until I feel like it's what God wants me to do, and then I do it. And uh, there are moments where it's not at all what the expected outcome was. In fact, it seems like in the midst of doing it, uh, things might get worse around me or more difficult or there's a greater struggle. And so I think I want to I think I just want to talk through that, like. um, The difficulty of that, like you know, and I know, I know deep down it's probably this matter of God's, uh, w- the way God works and acts and the way that I work and act. And those two things are probably radically different most of the time. Uh, and, you know, so, but, th- but it's hard. It's hard whenever there's this expectation that we have or, you know, maybe God, God is a little bit like a genie. Like if we just rub the lamp the right way and do the things, um, ask the questions in, in the right way. Um, he's going to grant it to us and everything's going to be great. And it's, you know, it's going to be fantastic and rainbows and, and puppy dogs and all that. Um, so I don't know. I mean, that's just kind of a launching point. And I mean, I will bring in the movie just a little bit because it it's also a matter of like, it, it's got me thinking just in the, the work that I'm doing that um, this whole idea of the right place at the right time, you know, and not not a coincidence kind of thing, but that God has a very specific timing for things. And even in the midst of doing something that might be such a great thing, something that in the right in God's right place and right time, radical things could happen like explosive growth and lives being transformed. But it might just not be sometimes the time that that in God's time and, and that the, the reason that we're doing it, the good things, is for some other purpose, which I had not even thought of, you know, which is frustrating. It's frustrating. So yeah. anyway, that's just kind of a lead up. I know I know it's it's a it's it might be a big topic, but well, yeah, it's a huge topic. Um, let's leave the movie to the side for sure. the moment since you still didn't mention it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I, I obviously I can totally relate to what you're talking about. And I think what's, what's led us to have this discussion today is because we're in the midst of working really hard and we've been working really hard on things through, uh, the preambular group ministry. And, you know, and it's just, you kind of, you know, I, I know what you're saying. You you sort of expect that it, it's like it's almost formulaic, you know, right inputs. If you, you, you get the right inputs, you're going to get these anticipated outputs right. or outcomes. Things yeah. are going to just like 
work out because, you know, you're doing all the quote-unquote right things. And then things just kind of, like, it doesn't seem like um, it, it's it's panning out that way or it's not breaking open and, and you know... Uh, and then, and then, by by contrast to that, it's also the case I find that sometimes when you're looking to the right, you know, something happens, something great happens from the left. Like, like, like when you're not trying to make something happen, suddenly all of a sudden there's a big, huge breakthrough or something mm. like something opens up that you didn't anticipate. And I guess for me, the the thing that I that that becomes very real for me is that. Our faithfulness to God uh, can't be predicated on whatever outcomes or um, that that we anticipate, or um, that it ultimately things happen when God wants them to happen, how God wants them to happen. Um, but the the challenge I think in all of that personally is is trying to wrestle with kind of the nature of God's providence over our efforts and over our work and. Um, uh, and sometimes I think it, it's such a mystery, and and we think, oh well, you know, maybe maybe I'm not doing, maybe I think I'm doing the right thing, and I'm not doing the right thing, so I have to keep trying to figure out what that right thing is, mm. and and that's probably maybe that's not it at all, or 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 maybe um, God has other other things in mind for what we're doing that we don't see yet, uh, we don't perceive, and so our expectations leave us disappointed because they're not God's expectations or they're yeah. not what God's up to. Right. <clears throat> and uh, and it's hard. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I suspect it's the case for you too. But but it's hard to be, it's hard to continue to be faithful, to keep persevering and pressing forward with what you believe God's asking you to do when 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 the fruits of what you're doing aren't immediately evident. You know, it, yeah. it it's... Um, you just don't know what God's up to, or you don't, you can't see what God's accomplishing. Maybe or so. Anyway, yeah, it is. It's it can be a real struggle. So um, I've heard this. I've heard this phrase, and I don't know if this is just theological, like if it's theologically garbage. But <clears throat> people are, will say something like, um, "You know, God will allow you to." Let's say my pursuit is to make a like just a boatload of money in life, you know, people will be, I've heard this before. Well, you know, God, God will allow you to, to do, you know, to do whatever you want, you know? So if your pursuit is money, you know, you'll, he'll allow you to make a ton of money. So if, uh, if my pursuit is, yeah, to, to like, um, bring people into this, you know, encounter with, with the Lord and with the hopes that, that their hearts will be, you know, just transformed and set on fire. Why does God not allow that then? So, well, I mean, it's, I I would say there's a little bit of a, a false alternative at play there because lots of people do try to make a lot of money and don't. And a lot of, and then there's some people who don't set out to make a lot of money, and they hit the jackpot with maybe it's some business adventure or some, you know, they're just trying to make a basic living, and all of a sudden it turns into a, some big multi-million-dollar thing that they never really anticipated. So I don't know if you can, if we always see we 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 see the great results, you know, and we don't necessarily see all the attempted fails that right. that might be uh, preceding that. So is, ev- is everything then, you know, is e- basically it all comes down to we, you know, we're supposed to do what we feel like the Lord is asking us to do. Um, and that's it. Like, that's the only expectation. So th- is that the only expectation I should have? It's just uh, just doing what he's asking me to do. Well, I mean... Uh, yeah, I mean, in some respects, I think that is the case. Like, um, it, it, it's like, you know, you hear the saints talk about how important it is to be faithful in little things. Mm-hmm. You know, the Lord wants to see us respond generously to whatever he asks us to do without some sort of preconceived idea about 
what's in it for me or how it's all going to you know, work out according to my ideas or my plans. Um, but but the, the real value is in, is in being faithful to doing whatever it is that, it, you know, in all sincerity, you believe God's asking you to do. Um, you know, the, the challenge, you know, I, I feel like I look back at my life and I feel like I've, I've, I've done that. Like I've, I've prayed and discerned and I've made some really big decisions in my life to follow where I believed the Lord was leading. And, and a lot of those things, in fact, probably none of those things worked out the way I imagined they were. Yeah. And so that can, that can, that's left me at times very disgruntled or very frustrated. Um, and, and, and so you search for, well, why, <laughs> why did it work out that way? Or why did it happen that way? And, and no matter how many times I rehearse what played out in those experiences, I never get an answer. I never get to the bottom of it. I don't, I just don't, I don't really know. Um, and 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 so I feel, but I feel the Lord oftentimes calling me to to be at peace with simply the fact that I have done the best I can to do what He asked me to do. And 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 I'll be honest, sometimes that that's underwhelming, you know, mm, like yeah. because sometimes it's that great personal sacrifice or you know even personal loss of things. And you and so you're like, well, what's what what's the point of that? Um, well, it's, it's kind of it's kind of the Job, a little bit of the Job problem, you know. Yeah. I mean, not that I'm saying my life has turned out like Job's has. <laughs> Far from it. I, my life's been actually very blessed. But, but, but it, it. But so often it's like you think, oh, this is why God has me doing this, and then it like doesn't it doesn't develop or or unfold that way, and then you're like, okay, well, you know, so what gives? What why right. wh- you know what what are you what are you doing? And and it's not like God says, oh, well, you know. You thought, you know, we were pursuing A and really we're pursuing B, but it's like I don't get that answer. It's just like yeah. it's just like silence. It's like just keep going. Yeah. It just seems um <clears throat> you know, I I guess I can if I'm trying to put myself in someone's shoes where they're um yeah, their 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 efforts and their intentions and all of that stuff seem like they're they're geared towards yeah, like doing God's work, whatever it might be, and that um, that it's not ever met with, well, I'm not going to say not ever, but maybe in some cases, like that might not ever be met with like a sense of satisfaction or completion or like, oh, wow, okay, I get to see, I get to see what I've, you know, the fruit of what I've done instead. I mean, it's hard to tell somebody. It seems almost like cruel, you know, in in some ways, and and I think uh, it's it's hard to explain to somebody. Um, and I mean, I even struggle with it too, like the the feelings of frustration and disappointment, and you know, like you're be like sometimes you feel like you're not getting anywhere, even though you're pouring your heart and soul into yeah. something. I mean, let like just to get concrete about it, like I'm thinking about some of the youth ministry jobs you've had like yeah like talk through your experience of yeah, what yeah. you what you sort of imagined before <laughs> right, right. you built the program and then what yeah what came to be and what got in the way of things no that's really good so and I'll I just like I'll just do a little lead up to to kind of uh illustrate how that like the depths or the lengths to which I was willing to pursue what I thought the Lord was asking me to do you know, and before I went into youth ministry in 2000, whatever it was, 9 or 10, um, I had a great, you know, I'm an architect. You know, I'm, I had my own business, and and in many ways it was providing uh, a very, you know, a very comfortable, very good um, life for, for me and my growing family. and um, And at that same time, I was really growing in my my faith, like I was growing in my prayer life. I was um, growing in my pursuit of God's will and what that looked like, because for a long time I didn't really do that. And I was just sort of like floating from like one experience to the next or one choice to the next. And um, so as I as I started doing that 
I really did feel like God was asking me to do this radical shift to youth ministry, you know, and I knew that it would be like a 60% cut in my pay, you know, and uh, from architecture work to ministry work. And so in some ways, it was a real invitation for me to, to trust, you know, and, and to, he was like, do you trust that I'll provide for you? You know, like that, that, um, you know, it'll work out. And, uh, and so, you know, at that point I'm like so eager and so excited. I was like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I took, you know, I took this youth ministry job and, and I had a little primer of it doing it as a volunteer at my one, uh, at my one parish before I moved into full-time youth ministry. So I go in to this, this youth ministry job with, yeah, like 100% pouring my heart and soul into it, you know, just, uh, getting out there, meeting the parents, meeting the students. And and I did, I think my expectation was like the invitation and the excitement, you know, by, with which I was inviting these people into and, and um, would be, the, you know, enough to kind of like start planting the seeds and drawing people to it. You know, what I quickly realized was it, things are so stinking complicated, you know, like <clears throat> it's hard. It's hard to go in. There's the situations where you can go in and do a cold, you know, cold call and, and people Pied Piper kind of thing. And people will immediately follow, which is an interesting thing. Not to not to get too far on a tangent, but it is all it is always interesting to me in the Gospels how Jesus just says, like, come follow me. And the apostles followed him like they dropped everything they were doing and followed him. And I'm thinking to myself, was it really that easy? Was it really that easy for him? Because that it, when I read those, sometimes I'm like, it's not, it's so hard. It's well, so hard. Yeah. Okay, but that's but, a tangent. Well, but let me really quick before we go back on on track. I I think a lot of times we we confuse distorted the narrative style of the gospels for like reality. So yeah, they did drop everything there, and a lot of people say, well, you know, he's God, you know. Um, so of course he could do that, but I, I think there was, there, there was more that was happening that's not recorded in the Gospels. Like, they probably were, were getting to know Jesus, they'd been hearing about him for a while, they'd been probably watching him, and, you know, so, but the Gospels are, are, are trying to convey that, that when the moment came and Jesus asked them to follow him, they literally dropped everything, and yeah. they completely shifted the, the axis of their life, and, and, and we all can... I, I think you and I and others we know, you know, any 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 Christian that's had a major conversion knows that experience of just, you know, but it's not like it just it's like a lightning bolt out of sure. nowhere and you go sure. from, you know, one total life context and all of a sudden, yeah. you know, five minutes later you're like going in a totally different direction. I mean <laughs> right. that's the way the gospels make it feel. <laughs> yeah, but it I, always just makes yeah. it seem so I know. Easy. So that's good. I'm glad I'm glad uh <laughs> yes. that that puts me a little bit at ease because I I would always be like a not jealous, but like, what did? He, how did he? How? How did? How the heck did he do that? You know. And um, anyway, okay. So, getting back to the original thing. So, uh, yeah, I'm. I I realized very quickly how the complexity that is um, ministry, like to people's lives, like there are there are um, students out there that that I was trying to invite into my program that. Um, came from, you know, very financially comfortable families. And that was a whole level of difficulty trying to convince them that they needed Jesus, and you know, like in, in a deeper way. Um, there are families out there who were like, you know, single mom kind of families and, and like a single mom that was just a train wreck, you know, in many ways personally, and the daughter and and I'm like trying so desperately to get these daughters to come so that they can sort of see a positive influence and and a positive model for family life, but they're just so conditioned to you know like to to like they don't even know what they don't know. So, <laughs> and then there's Scott. He's like daydreaming like. I'm just going to get up there and I'm going to play awesome music in my cool hairstyle oh my and we're going to have the right lighting and all the right environment 
and everybody's just going to come pouring into my youth ministry program. Well, and then it's like crickets. Yeah, yeah. No, in some <laughs> ways. In some ways. No. Um, no, it is. I, I it's do kind believe of, in those things. It's kind of true, though. I it mean, it's kind of true. I, well, I believe like, in those things. Yeah. I believe that. I believe when somebody comes, you know, and this is part of probably the expectation that if I and and I've seen this in other places, and I the this like the saying of like if you invest in people, you know, like if you people will follow something that they're inspired by, yeah. you know. So, but but let me just say this. I mean. Those are all good things. I'm not trying to right. knock those things. But I think the part of what we discover along the way is, like, that's not enough. Like, the, no, the, absolutely. Wh- what's going yes. on in the hearts of these kids and in these families is so much deeper that on a very human level, it's like all these things we think are going to be so magical sure. almost have no effect. You're like, okay, um, yeah. I guess it's going to take a lot more to right. try to get these kids to take one step in the right direction. Yeah. And and the the kind of um, monkey on a, on a youth minister's back is that numbers that yep, numbers yep it's all pa- about numbers. The pastor is paying you, and they expect to see people there. You know, and it doesn't even matter if uh, <laughs> I've never heard a I've never heard a pastor say to me, um, I, I want to see people there, and I want to see like lives being transformed in some way. It's like they didn't even care about the transformation part. They just wanted to see people there to justify, yeah. you know, spending a salary on somebody who's trying to, to, right. to do this Right, ministry. because they, they think it's formulaic. Right. You know, you just boom, 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 and then everybody's just going to, you know. Right. So, and that brings up a whole other level of this, you know, this, like, you want to be faithful to God and do do the things that you believe that you're praying about, discerning, that God is asking you to do. But there's layers of things that might not even be part of that discernment, that most definitely are f- just constantly picking at you yeah, because factors. they're influences. Yeah, factors. Yeah, like, like getting paid to do something. And so you're like, you know, and I guess, I guess the question is always, before you go in, what's the expectation? You're paying me, what's the expectation? You know, like, because if, if um, 10% of students uh, are showing up, is that good enough? Or 5% good enough? Like... Yeah, you know. And well, and then there's there's also just the reality of, like, for those who do show up, um, the 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 results or the fruits of our efforts are are oftentimes very hidden from us. Sometimes for permanently, like we never know. Right. And sometimes we find out years later or way down the line. You know, like a youth minister might or a a a kid in your youth group might come back to you ten years later, and 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 write you an email. Didn't this happen to you recently? Or you get this? Oh, yeah. yeah. And no, you should inc- talk about that. Yeah. It's and incredible. And they say, you know, you've completely changed my life. And, and you're like, wow. It would, well, it would have been nice to have known that at the time. <laughs> but then at the same yeah. time, the Lord, I, I think the Lord sometimes, he like he withholds that from us because it's, it's too easy. I mean, I can imagine it would be easy to get puffed up with a mm-hmm. sense of self-satisfaction of, oh, my gosh, what a great impact I had on this kid. And maybe maybe the... The revelation of that fruit was needed at a different time in our life, when we needed encouragement. For example, like we're 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 down and our chips, and we like I just don't know if this is even worth it. I've given all this time and effort and years of this to ministry, and then bam, out of nowhere, you get this email or a text or whatever from from a former you know yeah. person that you you poured your life into, and you find out that it you you were the game changer in their life, and you didn't know that at the time and you can look back and say praise god i didn't know that like i needed that today um yeah okay so so then that you know i'm i'm saying this from as somebody who um i'm committed like i'm all in i'm all in with um with my faith and with my relationship with the lord and so it's it, it's while there are moments of it where it's like I said frustrating, disappointing because I you know I think it's going to be a lifelong journey of having these expectations, but I'm at a point where I don't necessarily need that you know like I don't I don't need that to keep going or to 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 persevere you know I it but I've had a long journey and a lot of like training and like building up and equipping me to get to that point, you know, like a couple of decades. 
Um, it's uh, yeah. I imagine if uh, if I had gone into youth ministry, because I'm like, well, oh, this sounds kind of cool. But it but I was like, you know, didn't I wasn't as spiritually mature. Let's say um, that kind of disappointment or not seeing the fruits, like you're saying, or not like not not feeling like the dial is moving at all. You know, like I think of maybe a, a parent who. Um, their kid leaves the faith, you know, and and they're sitting there thinking to themselves, I, you know, for all my life I've done. We went to church every week and I prayed a rosary every day. And I, you know, and I tell them that about that Jesus loves them, you know, and but their kid rejects the faith. Um, I think it's probably pretty easy for people to just be like, well, what's what's the point? Like, right. Like you said, you just sort of like, why should I be doing this? I might as well give up. Like, and yeah. and I see that I actually see that a lot. I see, <clears throat> excuse me, I see parents whose kid maybe not walks away from the faith, but <clears throat> let's say um, a parent whose kid decides to like pursue a lifestyle that's antithetical to you know like the church's the church's teachings, and. You know, rather than persevere through that because it's really difficult, they'll just acquiesce to it and be like, "Well, why? I'm I'm not going to fight this because I I want you know I want to have a relationship with my kid." So, I, I, what do you like? How do you what do you say to somebody <clears throat> in the midst of that like long period of time where it might seem like nothing is happening? That the fruits of your work are just yeah, there's no fruits to it. Like. Yeah. How do you encourage somebody to to continue with it? Oh gosh. Well, I mean, yeah, I have a number of thoughts on this. First of all, before I lose this thought, back to your youth ministry experience. I think sometimes at the beginning of something, God gives us a lot of consolation because we don't have the maturity to uh, we don't have the maturity to persevere early on. When we, when as we learn the way it really works and and how this really goes in real life, you know, um, he gives us a lot of consolation. We usually have a lot of zeal, and we're highly motivated. As we mature and we get years clocked in in ministry, we we can get a little more tired, and we don't feel the consolation. Sometimes we feel a lot of desolation, actually, because because you you you're tired first of all because you've spent yourself, but but also you're just not again. The, the unmet expectations can 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 cause us to feel uh, depressed or just you know disappointed or let down or whatever, and 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 that's a new stage of our own growth, you know, um, and uh, and I think that like I, I guess as a, to put a theological note on it or or just you know a perspective, which is easy for me to state like objectively, it's it's very hard to live subjectively because I <laughs> yeah. because you know. I've been living that a lot, you know, living it a lot lately, and it's, mm-hmm. I don't find any consolation in what I'm going to say right now. But, and, and that is, is that, that, you know, within, within divine providence, we, we oftentimes think human freedom is one thing and divine providence is another. And if God just wants something to happen, then somehow he's going to shortchange our freedom and he's just going to intervene and make it happen. And, and, and we think it, it's, it's, almost, it's almost like a puppet show or it's mm. it, it's it's mechanical or something in that way he just pushes a button and ba-bam you know yeah and yeah. it happens but the reality is is that human freedom is is part of divine providence it's like it's part of god's plan and 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 the reality is is that human beings exercise their freedom in ways that don't bring about what it is the good that god would like to see happen and that's part of divine providence. That this, it's it's an aspect of God's dominion over all things that He allows us to act freely. And sometimes people don't they don't come through for us. Like they don't we, we lay something out there and they don't pick it up. And you, so you think about your kids. Like you can do everything right. You can pour your heart into your children. You you know not that any of us do it perfectly right. But like look, sure. there's there's d- d- different degrees of doing it well and doing it right. And uh, you're gonna make it really tough to to edit those coughs out. <laughs> I know. Just, you should put your finger up, and we'll pause. I should have drank some uh, whiskey and lemon juice yeah, right. beforehand. You should have. 
My goodness. <laughs> well, okay, this is an unscripted, organic conversation right, between right. two friends, so you never know what's going to happen. Just don't snort or blow your nose. That I would won't. be gross. I but won't. anyway, you know, but the, the reality is is that it, it it is just the case that, like, and, and I think we're both seeing this even in, as we're parenting our own kids, you know. Again, it's not a formula. Like, we can put all the right inputs out, and we have no idea what our kids are going to do with what we've given to them. And in hindsight, I can look back and say, well, okay, maybe my parenting wasn't as good as I thought it was at the time. Mm -hmm. You know, I can look back and go, oh, my gosh, there are things I would do differently. But at the time, we're doing the best we can with the tools we have, with the maturity we have, under the circumstances we find ourselves in. So things don't always go the way we want them to go, even with our own agency and what we're trying to make happen. But the reality is, is that our children are free. And our children, and, and, and faith is a gift. Faith is a gift that a person has to freely accept. Even if you lay everything on the table for them, they may not pick it up. They may not run with it. And you say, well, okay, well, where are the fruits of all my efforts? And, and that's where we really do have to have faith because we don't know. And we, we, we have to trust that those fruits are there and they will be there. At some point in time, they'll be revealed to us. could be years down the road after our children, you know, wander from the faith and they come back and they just remember something we said to them um, that brings them back. Or, you know, maybe the grace given at that moment that we planted that seed doesn't really, it doesn't germinate. That grace doesn't germinate till years down the road. I mean, we just don't really know how, um, you know, how these things kind of are going to play themselves out. But here's the thing that I think I have to remind myself of, every day, that the, what the Lord cares about is that in the face of whatever circumstances we face, are we faithful in seeking His will and doing what it is that we, in our heart of hearts, even if we don't know with certainty, we do what in our heart of hearts we believe He's asking us to do. And, and we persevere through that. And as life goes on, I've noticed that can get harder and harder. Like the Lord, it, he wants and desires a deeper level of trust and a deeper level of faith from us, even when it gets kind of dark outside. Like, in other words, I, I can't, um, I expected things to unfold a certain way, and they're not unfolding that way. And they might not ever unfold the way I hope them to. But, but, yeah. but Lord, what are you doing in this moment right now? What is it? And And most often what... What I find in my prayer, in the darks of those dark places, those difficult places, is that the Lord says, it's you. It's like, you know, the fruits of your efforts, they're nice, mm -hmm. but, I mean, come on. Like, how effective do you really think you are by comparison to me anyway? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. what matters to me, it's you. It, it's, it's, it's your heart that matters to me. It's your desire to seek me and to seek my will. Because what I'm doing is, is maybe not, you're looking too far away. What I'm doing, most importantly, is what I'm doing in you. Yeah. It, it's not the world of our circumstances out there that we, I mean, we, we want to have those effects. We want to have that impact. And sometimes we get it. Sometimes, you know, you know you've had different youth ministry experiences, yeah, or even with our own kids. Some yeah. of our kids just embrace the faith, and they get it, and they run right. with it. Others are, like, struggling. But the point is, is that if, it, if we're faithful and we persevere, you know, through whatever it is that in our heart of hearts we believe the Lord's asking us to do, um, it, it, the person that we become in that process, that's the fruit that the Lord is looking for. And, and I'm telling you, again, objectively, it's easy for me to say this. Sure. But day-to-day, -day, subjectively, personally, to believe that, to hang on to that. Because even, even, even then, sometimes I look in the mirror and I'm like, I'm a failure. But, but, the, but that judgment, usually, for me, is, yeah, because things aren't turning out the way I think they should turn out, yeah. so I must be failing. Right. You know, and, and the Lord is, sometimes the Lord surprised me and says... No, 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 no. Like I, you, you're, you're thinking about this all wrong. Like, first of all, I'm God. You're not. Like, I'm the Savior. You're not. Um, I'm trying to do something in you, and I just need you to trust me and yield to me, and let me do in you what I, what I want to do. 
and just trust that, you know, as he says to St. Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. And, and you may not ever in this life see what I'm actually accomplishing because I want you to continue to trust me and not trust in yourself, not rely on yourself. But that's hard. It's very hard. Yeah, I, I, like, um, I like what you're saying about um, you, you, you kind of gave this example of God saying you're looking too far out. Like you're, you're looking you know, through this kind of zoom, le- uh, not a zoom, like, like a wide angle lens. And, you know, I will say, as you were talking, um, I had this, you know, kind of like really, <laughs> it's funny, like this peaceful feeling where I, I can easily say, um, and, and I think this has come from years of being able to do honest reflection of my life, you know, examine my life, um, which has been one of the most incredibly valuable things for me. I think for a lot of my life, I didn't really stop and reflect and and go through those moments where, okay, l- trying to notice or trying to see, trying to be uh, like observant of how go- where God's presence is around me. And as I do that more and more, um, it is easy to see how that works. I mean, I, I can give so many examples of, so the whole, like, well, Lord, what's going to happen if I take this youth ministry job and and uh, and I lose all this income, you know, from architecture? And sure enough, like, every time that I need an architecture project to roll in because, like, you know, money might be getting tight with the ministry job, the phone will ring or I'll get an email, you know, and it's like, um, hey, I need a I need a project. I need a design, a you know, for a house, and and I'm. It, it's always one of those things where I'm like, dang God, like wow, you know, and and I'm I like I don't want to ever get into the expectation that that's always going to happen. Yeah, but but t- it has. But it's been amazing. Yeah, it's miraculous. It and I've watched that happen. It's miraculous. And, I, and and the Lord's done the same for us. Like He just always seems to provide. Yeah. But tell me this. So so why is it when that happens? Like you know. How how many times it's happened? Why do we still get into a panic when things get tight? Why why, do, why does that happen? Well, to you? yeah, I mean, I would my my gut reaction to that is that it's ultimately it's ultimately just a we don't have one hundred percent total trust, you know. Like, yeah, I would love to get to that point where I'm so so free in my in my actions and my thoughts and and all that stuff where I'm like a little kid I'm totally like you know I'm I'm jumping off of you know a platform and I know dad's gonna catch me like he's not gonna you know what like yeah I want that's my dream to get to that point where I can just act with such total abandonment and trust but and that's the you know in some ways like you're touching on a very important point because maybe that's the point. Right. Like maybe yeah. what God's yeah. trying to do in us is just that. More and more abandonment, more and more trust. But 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 the reality is is we're weak. Right. And and the experience of getting to that place of greater abandonment really sucks a lot mm. of times. Yeah. Because we have to suffer a lot of things. Um to get to that level of abandonment. We wish it didn't have to be that way, but it it does. Yeah. Because we're slow, you know, we're we're um we we are we cling to our little security blankets and our little predictables and and the little things that we want, you know. Anyway, I cut you off, but I just wanted no, to say that. No, no, it's true. And there's so many other examples of <clears throat> little, you know, God God winks, uh, you know, some people call it like he's winking at me saying, see, you know, like I'm here. You know, it might seem bleak. It might seem um, not your expectations, you know, but but I'm in this moment. I'm present and and I got and I love you and I love you and I'm holding. Yeah, I got you in my hands. Like um, I I think the hard, you know, like I think in for us in our relationships with other people you know like how do you how do you effectively for someone who may have not like i had great ment i had a 
I had a great mentor that helped me kind of understand these things deep, you know, more deeply and prepared me for those moments uh, where things didn't go the way I planned, you know, where I could persevere and I could have patience. You know, like, it, we can't be we can't be mentors to every person that we encounter, you know. So, like, how do you, how do you, can you say something? How do you help somebody to prepare, you know, that, that is, like, entering into, let's say, some of preambulous stuff. Like, they're interested, they have this spiritual, like, curiosity and things like that that they, they want to grow in. Like, how do you... Um, how do you prepare somebody for the for those moments, which are inevitable? That their their ex their expectations are not going to be the same as God's expectations, and they're going to be really disappointed. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not sure I'd say anything differently, but I think along the way, as we're as we journey with people, you know, those of us who have been through stuff and and had more time in, <laughs> you know, since yeah. our conversions. Again, I think at the beginning, it's very common for people to get a lot of consolation and they feel a lot of zeal and enthusiasm, and that's by design. I mean, I think we're we're very weak, and and God has to comfort us a, a, a lot yeah. in the beginning. Uh, as life goes on, you know, he we know the spiritual doctors all tell us, you know, God begins to withdraw that consolation because he's he he wants a deeper level of faith, and faith is only really tested in in trial and in and in the dark. You know, when you can't see, like, consolation is a great guide. You know what I mean? It's like it's like really obvious handrails. You know, we might have our eyes closed, but it's so obvious where the handrails are <laughs> yeah. because, it's like, oh, this feels so good. Like, yeah. I'm on top of the world. You yeah. know, and God has me doing this new thing, and it's so awesome, and everything's going my way. Mm. You know, yeah. and then you know, at some point, y you hit a wall, right. and and suddenly you're like, oh my gosh, where is God? Does he, is he even, does he care anymore? And you know, and it's like, you know, all of that is part of the kind of juvenile experience of being kind of a baby in the, you know, a, a toddler yeah, in the yeah. spiritual life. Yeah. But but as we grow and we and we go and we continue, we should expect that it's going to get challenging and hard. There's going to be that desert. There's going to be that those dry spells. There's going to be those periods of desolation. And so um, hopefully as we grow in faith, we become at a deep level in our hearts just confident that despite what appears to be happening, we know God's there, yeah. and we don't always feel His presence, or we don't feel comforted by Him, but we know He's there because we have enough experience. And we, we have to be able to share with other people and with each other, I mean, that, that, that this is kind of how it works, yeah. and, and that the Lord is there. And what I find, I find this in my marriage, but I also find it in the context of the communities that we're part of and the friendships that we've formed along the way that, you know, when, when, when someone's chips are down, you know, someone's cashing in, and, mm. and we, yeah. we encourage each other and we build one another up. We say, hang in there, you know, you're going, this is just a season, it's just a time, it'll pass. Um, we have to do that for each other. Um, yeah. and, and, and that's why, as disciples, we need the community of faith and faithfulness around us all the time, like, because if we were all by ourselves, hmm. and I find, you know, my wife and I were just commenting on this, like, you know, it's amazing, because when, when I'm down, it seems like you're in a good place, and when you're in a bad place, <laughs> I seem to be in a good place, and it's like, yeah, it's so well, true. I mean, is that not God's providence working yeah, yeah. in our lives, yeah. keeping us moving forward in this journey of growth, uh, and we, and that journey of growth, you know, is, is, is a pathway of, of trials and yeah. challenges, and and uh, and and while you know we can both kind of laugh and say, yeah, it kind of sucks that we have to go through this. But and you, and I ask Lord, why do why does it have to be this way? You know, why do we have to go through these experiences? It and and I just the only answer I ever get is because because there's just no other way. Like mm -hmm. you're hard hearted, you know, you're you're slow to learn things. And even when you learn something next week, you you like forgotten everything you learned last week. So here we are, we're back in the same place. Yeah. And and yeah. you're you're struggling, and uh, you need to do the same thing that you had to do last week, which is come to me, yeah. turn to me, abandon yourself deeper. Just keep doing that, and then and then in time, what you're gonna see is you're gonna see a person that emerges that could never be. 
without all that you've experienced and all that you've gone through. Mm. And part of that journey, I think, when whether whether we're whatever vocation or whatever kind of like sort of quote unquote ministry in our life as as Christian people that we're living out, you know, as a volunteer or whether we're paid, doesn't really matter. The point is the Lord's gonna keep asking us to give of ourselves and and trust him and know that even if the fruits aren't immediately evident, it's our faithfulness to him and our willingness to persevere in faith, hope, and love that's going to help us become the men and women that he really desires for us to be. Yeah. And and I and again I'm saying this to myself. It's very easy to to articulate that. It is extremely difficult to get up every day of your life and to live that faithfully. And I, I have found that, you know, it, it the key is prayer, prayer, prayer. Just got to. Yeah. But I would pray. also double down, um, you know, as you as you were talking, the one thread that I that I think has been constant since since like, you know, um, that life changing mentoring experience has been community like I ever since then. I have always been able to find good people who are in similar stages with the same pursuits, you know, the same good pursuits. Yeah. And And it's invaluable. I mean, I can't imagine um, doing that, doing any of that since then on my own. Right. No, I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, friendship. It's essential. It is. It's essential. And, And the Lord does seem to provide us friends. Yeah. Um yeah. In, it, the closer we get to him, the closer we get to the people that are getting closer to him. And yeah. and we those those friendships that community will happen. It will if we're really pursuing him because it just it's kind of almost like a law of grace that w- w- we can rely on. But and we have to lean into each other, you know. I mean, I think it's I mean, you and I we can reflect on our own friendship. Like I honestly do not know where I'd be without being able to to turn to you and lean into you when I'm having my spiritual baby moments of breaking <laughs> down, and and it happens a lot, you know. But um, it's true. But but you know, and it's you know, it's the same for you. You know. Oh my like, gosh. Yeah. The yeah. It, <laughs> yes, and like you're yeah you're just having it's 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 interesting. I you know, like I, what you bring. And this is what I think, like the dynamic of just finding good, good community. Every everybody's going to bring something different to the table, you know. Like, I I feel like I bring sort of a, you know, like a in a, a a view and a perspective on life that is not overly serious, you know, like keeping things in pers- like good perspective. Yeah. I think and a little uh, bit on the lighter side. Li- a lot of bit on the lighter side and. Uh, you know, it, whereas you, what you bring to the table, at least for me and our friendship, has been like um, when I when I do struggle to understand something, you know, like or y- you bring a lot of enlightenment, like you're and and just yeah, like a wealth of knowledge and experience that um, is extremely enlightening. So yeah, I'm super grateful for that. Um, uh-huh. Little love fest at the oh, end here. Isn't that nice? <laughs> you know, oh, that's great. That's great. Friends. But yeah. <laughs> what no. people don't see is that we're holding hands. Right <laughs> yeah, <now>. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, we're not actually holding hands. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> see, and we, keeping we, it light. We don't keeping do it that. Light. Yeah. Um, no, I will say this just, got, you know, because we could probably wrap it up. But, um, it's funny because even I think as uh, and I would I would suspect this is the case with anybody who is seriously growing in maturity of the faith and the relationship. It's like even these things that to this day, these, mis- you know, these sort of skewed expectations and the disappointments and and frustrations that come with those. I would never in a, for a second go back to like who I was. Before I started, you know, really pursuing the Lord and and my relationship with him, like it doesn't matter. Like, I honestly I hope I hope that I would have a strong enough faith at this point that whatever the trial is, like, I, you know, it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter because I know and I think it is part of that examination, like constantly examining my life and being able to see, like, 
my gosh, things are like, I'm so much, I'm, I'm fully, like I'm becoming fully alive in this journey. And before I was, you know, it was like the matrix, you know, you, you either, you eat the pill that makes you kind of your eyes open to the realities of things, or you stay sort of like, you know, hidden, your, your vision is hidden behind a veil and, and you only see this really skewed reality. And so it's a yeah. great movie. That's a great movie. But yeah. that's not the movie I was thinking of earlier. I know. That's my favorite yeah. movie of all yeah, time. Yeah, the movie you were thinking about earlier was Jesus Revolution. But yeah, hey, is. maybe we'll come back. <laughs> maybe some other we'll, time. We'll have it. Time. We'll talk about that later. But it was, um, a, yeah. It was but yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I would agree wholeheartedly with that. I, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to go back and undo what's been done in my life. And, and, and I, uh, I'm glad I'm, I'm not exactly <laughs> the man I was 20 years ago. Not that I was a bad person, but, but um, it, it's, it, it is wonderful to see all the good that the Lord is doing in our lives along the way as we go. But, you know, as we go along the way, we, we lose sight of that. And we need to be reminded of, and we need to remember all the good things that the Lord's done in our lives. I mean, I, you know, people will hear me say very often when I'm teaching that, you know, the word remembrance is probably one of the most important words in, in Scripture mm. because we, we are so forgetful of the, the things that the, that the Lord is doing. And it's a very common theme in Scripture that, you know, when the going gets tough, you know, um, the people of God just, they get stuck uh, they get stuck because they forget um, that the Lord's with them and how the Lord has um, resolved the things that they were facing, but maybe mm. not in ways that they anticipated or the ways that they thought, you know, again, the expectations. So we always have to, you know, remain, I think, detached and truly open to just allowing the Lord to do whatever he's going to do and 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 trying to anticipate that, what whatever it is, it's not going to be anything we can sort of like see ahead of time. It it right. it it'll it'll be a surprise in hindsight. But but no, we it it's almost always the case that we don't anticipate what he's going to do, and and we need to learn to just be at peace with that. You know, someday we'll see all things clearly. But for now, we we uh, we hmm. grope we grope in the dark and hope that we uh, mm. you know yeah, find yeah. our way find our way through. Uh, in faith and trust and just really abandoning ourselves to the Lord. So, yeah. anyhow, um, well, all right. Um, one thing I should say is, like, this is our second episode. So to all of our listeners out there, if you if you like this and you thought that this was helpful, please share this podcast with other people. Obviously, we want to let as many people in on these conversations as we can. Um, uh, we, we really just... Love these conversations. Hmm. Uh, well, I know that I'm coming away. Uh, I'm a much better person. Oh, Scott, you're so, you're so gracious. Thanks for, for being so, so gracious. All right. All right. Okay. Well, See until you. next time. Take care. The Wise Guys Podcast is a production of Preambule Group, a Catholic ministry dedicated to helping you thrive in the heart of Jesus. Visit us on the web at preambula.org and follow us on social media.